Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Fire up for pro football. That's what we call a sack lunch. Nom, 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 nom. This is Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad. One kid, we play some competitive sports once in a while, wouldn't it? Oh, would that make you love me? Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Football Sunday, hour number two. Rashad Taylor, Joe Fisher here getting you going on this Sunday morning. We've got Red Zone on the TV. Television. I've got uh, women's actually, basketball in here. <laughs> I just saw the reflection in your room there, and I saw a basketball court. I'm like, that's no, definitely not There is a young zone. lady from Texas that was going to work in the highlights, and so I hadn't turned the channel yet. <laughs> it's going to be a long day of football, guys, so, you know, I like to switch it up. Uh, speaking of uh, football, gosh, this is, yeah, Mike's right. This is very tough watching um, Red the Zone and ball. live NFL action when you have other things to talk about, but... There was a lot of college football yesterday. And with the Ducks now out of the college football playoff picture, let's take a look at the college football playoff picture as it stands today. So Georgia, gosh, I don't know if they played yesterday. If they did, I th- oh, it was a patsy. I think it was like Georgia Southern. They absolutely demolished yeah, probably like Charleston, uh, Charleston yep, Southern. Yep, 56-7. Okay. Uh, Alabama. <laughs> They had an interesting game against Arkansas. They ended up pulling away late. Uh, they only won by a touchdown, but I think uh, Arkansas scored that with like a minute left. So they they got their 14-point lead pretty late in that game, and Arkansas put up a good fight, but Alabama perseveres. Oregon, they, of course, lose. They're out of the playoff race. Um, and just as m- more of an embarrassing game than Oregon was Ohio State just putting up video game like numbers on Michigan State demolishing Michigan State Madden rookie mode it was 49 to 0 at halftime against Michigan State again that was that wasn't even Oregon number three versus number 23 Utah that was number four Ohio State versus number seven Michigan State the number seven team in the country and they are blown out 49-0 at halftime what was the final of that game I turned it off six to seven Ohio State you know, I was looking at the schedule at like 9 a.m. No, not it was like 8 a.m. yesterday, you know, getting up for the day. And I'm like, all right, when does this game start? Oh, it's the first game of the day. All right, cool. Mm-hmm. Can't wait for that. Yeah, we started at 10 a.m. and we get this game right away or 9 a.m. Sweet. And that game was over within really minutes. Fast. Isn't that depressing sometimes? Like, 
I'm really excited. I was really excited to watch this game. You know, kind yeah. of sit down in the morning. It's a top 10 matchup. some breakfast and everything like that. And I didn't make it halfway through my omelet before I was like, okay, well, <laughs> guess I'm not watching this anymore. You know, so, oh, yeah, man. it was a, it was a great game for Ohio State. And, uh, you know, we're, we're seeing that if this game between Oregon and Ohio State had been played now as opposed to the beginning of the season, Oregon probably gets boat raced you know, by and Ohio State. I try to be on the side of the argument where it's like, I don't like hearing the whole, well, if they played now, well, this team is better at this point in the season than they were earlier. In the, it's like, it's still all the same season. Yeah. It's the same teams. It's not like, well, Oregon lost or beat them last year, but if they played now, it's like, that's a different story. Different teams, different circumstances. It all happened this year. Uh, yeah, after yet after yesterday, it's clear as day that if Ohio State played Oregon, it would not be no. <laughs> and you know, it's, it's a same. huge difference between week two and week twelve yeah. of the season. You know, sometimes Ohio State might have just been trying to work out some kinks, and or you know, kind of like Utah, they just Utah just caught Oregon on a bad one. You know, at that point, and they took advantage. And I think maybe Oregon just caught Ohio State on a bad one, and they were able to take advantage. And you know, up there at the horseshoe, but. Man, if there's any team I want to see move into this playoff, I, I, I want to see Cincinnati, man. I mean, mind you, now, how well Cincinnati does when they get there, who knows? More than likely, they're going to play number one Georgia. Georgia is just the way we've talked about um, Alabama for years, about, man, Alabama, they're just scary. Like, when you look at Georgia, they just look scary. You, you've seen Friday Night Lights. Oh, yeah, the, the movie. Yeah. Remember when Dallas Carter, when they played them at the end, and these dudes walked out and they were just so big and intimidating. They fast, it's like, they yeah, big, they, they, and they, they fast. strong. Yeah, and they fast yeah that's pretty much that, that's that's how they talk about Georgia when yep, they step on the field. You said that already. Yeah, every, 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 and the thing is, SEC teams are saying this when Georgia walks on the field. It's like, man, we, this, this, this could be, this could get out of hand. Like, I think they've had one game all season where well, they, it was close. And they've got like, what? three possible top 10 picks on that defense. It's pretty insane. It's, it's very, very much Alabama-ish, very much uh, Miami-ish from 2001, 2002, you know, type thing. But, man, I, I, I really want to see Cincinnati, which kind of leaves Michigan on the outside looking in, which which sucks. This is the one-year Michigan is finally Michigan. They, and you're not going to like this, but Michigan kind of has this Dallas Cowboys aura around them, like – for whatever reason, people pick Michigan to finish the top of the Big t- uh, the Big Ten every year. Like for and then right around week eight, you're like, oh, yeah, Michigan just doesn't have it. Now here they are uh, at five and three on the year, and now here Jim Harbaugh is really hopefully maybe you know a couple wins away from competing for uh, a national championship, and it looks like he's going to get leapfrogged. Or I mean. Cincinnati's already ahead of them because they're undefeated. But looks like Cincinnati's probably going to be the number four team in the country. And it's going to leave Michigan looking like just on the outside looking in. Well, what they have to do is obviously beat East Carolina next week. That goes without saying. But then that that leads to them playing Houston, who's going to be a top 25 team entering the AAC championship game. And if they go undefeated and, you know, I mean, I'm looking at who else is outside of the rankings here. I mean, Notre Michigan. Dame is still just got, you know, one loss. And guess who that one loss is to? Cincinnati. So, I mean, you have the head-to-head there. I mean, Oklahoma State, I don't see them getting 
in above Cincinnati if Cincinnati wins out I don't, and Big 12 Oklahoma State champion. I, I just don't see that happening. So Cincinnati, they control their own destiny. I mean, when these rankings come out next week, they are going to have Cincinnati at four. Yes. It's going to happen. Yes, it is. And, and it, I mean, I this, be happier. And this also sets up, uh, like we were talking about, one of the bigger matchups between Oregon and Oregon State in some time. Michigan and Ohio State, one of the biggest games in all of sports, one of the biggest rivalries. Is that the biggest rivalry in, in college football? In college football, it's up there. If I mean, you could. I mean, uh, I mean, of course, it the hasn't Alabama, been. <laughs> the Auburn, Alabama game. I mean, it's a big game, but it hasn't been, you know, as uh, like Florida versus co- Miami competitive used to, over the last few years. Florida versus Florida State, Florida State versus Miami. Those used to be the big rivalries, not so much anymore. And it seems like no matter how bad Michigan is, that Ohio State game is, and it all, and again, like the Civil War, it always falls on right around Thanksgiving and mm-hmm. into the season. So. Yep. But Michigan is going to go into that game possibly number five in the country. Uh, Ohio State, they're going to get bumped up to number three in the college football rankings. So that is almost like a you know de facto playoff game yeah. to get into the Absolutely. playoffs right there. Absolutely it is. And so uh, that's Michigan's – and at this point, that's, that's their only shot. That's their that's – their, this is their last chance to really make, make some moves. And maybe even – I don't want to say they're going to fire Jim Harbaugh because I don't think that's the case, but – there was a lot of talk around Harbaugh coming in, and there has been very little results, you know, as far as winning seasons are concerned. And so here you see Harbaugh possibly controls his own destiny too because how much longer does Michigan just keep saying, huh, well, next year, yeah, next year, next year. I think they got Harbaugh there to make waves and be able to get to a national championship or get to the playoff. And if they don't get to the playoff this year, this looks like this is probably their best overall chance that we've seen in the Jim Harbaugh era. It could be curtains. Well, and let's keep in mind that they also lost to the team that just got absolutely shellacked by the team they're playing next week. Yes. I mean, the text line is chiming in. Who was Michigan beat? Name one ranked team that Michigan beat. They lost the team that just got boat raced. Yeah, that's, I mean, trust me, I'm going into this game thinking it's going to be another Ohio State big win over Michigan. It's not even close. I mean, they've literally won 15 of the last 16 matchups between them. I didn't don't have Ohio Ohio State losing this game. They literally look like one of the best teams in the nation right now. If not the third, maybe even the second, better than Bama right now. The way that but, they're playing, and and you know, and to be fair, you know, because anything can happen in, in football. You know, any given Sunday or Saturday for in this case, uh, we said the same thing about Oregon going into Ohio State. There's no way like Ohio State has handled manhandled U of O every time they played each other, except for this time. And so if Michigan can. If this can be the one time that they make something, it needs to be because, again, this could mean uh, a lot of things for that program moving forward, you know, for recruiting, maybe from a coaching standpoint. Like, so Michigan needs this win against Ohio State. Ohio State, they need to win too, clearly, because if they lose, then they're out of the playoff as well. But so whoever loses this game is clearly on the outside looking in. I think they're going to be in the, the, what is the Rose Bowl? Big 10 versus uh, Pac-12? That would be Rose Bowl, yes. Yeah, so there you go. So you get an Oregon, possibly. So the, so the loser Michigan. of this game is going to the going to face Oregon, Oregon State in the Rose Bowl, or Utah, Oregon, Oregon State. I'm calling. <laughs> I'm calling it, dude. Uh, I just I can't. I don't know if I'll be able to handle the end of the year if we have Oregon State in the Rose Bowl. 
Again, good for that. Uh, again, logical Joe. Great for their season. Logical <laughs> Joe's like, wow, that's amazing. I, I can't believe they did. They're going to the Rose Bowl. Good for the Beavers. But Duck Oregon Joe. Duck fan yeah. Joe is just like, my God, I how could this get any worse? Listen, my team is UNLV, and guess how well we did against San Diego State yesterday? We lost. Uh, you lost by eight. I think it was 28-20. Story, I mean, story of our lives is losing by eight. You, yep, know? you fought hard. You tried hard. Man, we we literally had eight losses in a row. Well, eight, 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 at a point, we had eight in a row. We just had a two-game win streak and then another loss. So it's it's not going well in Vegas. So we'll see. Well, just keep believing in Marcus Arroyo that he's going to be able to turn that program around. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. Oh, God. Well, we got some NFL action. Uh, we can take a look at some of the games that are going on right now. See if we got any early scores. And let's just look at the NFL landscape as a whole. I mean, we got a big game with my Cowboys. Oh, and Rashad. Yes, he just reminded me. He just pulled up the paper that we have our preseason predictions, and we'll see how those are holding up so far as we're in week 12, week 11, I believe. Yeah. Whatever. We're deep into the season. We'll see how right or wrong we have been with our preseason predictions next on Football Sunday on 1080 The Fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. That's right. That's what it is. But no, Mike, Joe Fish, and Rashad Taylor. I like your smooth tenor anyway. A little bit better than Mike Lynch. You know, do you have the problem where sometimes you hear your voice back on the... I hate it. Yeah. I hate it. That sounds stupid. Yeah, I feel like that's a 90 to 95% population thing. So I'm going to let you in on something, Joe. I used to rap. Oh, Pretty. who didn't? I, I laid down some bars back in my high school oh, days, I'm, too. Oh, I'd love to hear that. But I was like... No, you would pretty, not. Yeah, I would. Seriously. <laughs> but no, seriously, I'm like pretty good at putting words together for whatever reason, you know? So, uh, but I would listen to the to the track afterwards. like, ugh, <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. This sounds stupid. I sound stupid. So, yes, I get it. Um, I think everybody feels that way. I don't know if there's any... Maybe Stephen A. Smith is the only person that really loves... The sound of his own voice. Yeah. Outside of that, like most of us, I think are like, Ugh. you know, I, I, I got a good bars. I could be a ghostwriter for someone. 
I'd love to hear those someday. We're but gonna... that that's about it. That's uh, my metaphor game is on point. Give me pen and the pad in ten minutes and get you some good bars. Got you a classic. I hear you. Most definitely. Oh, got to drop a track. It'll be great. All right. You got that piece of paper there? Yes. So if you guys don't remember, uh, at the beginning of the season before we started, we always do our uh, divisional previews and talk about which division is going to do what. And this year we decided let's write some stuff down and, you know, hold ourselves accountable because it's easy. And we always say we can always go back to the tape and check, but nobody ever does it. So – uh, we decided to write down our predictions. Now, we didn't get to the AFC West for whatever reason. I think we didn't have a show um, that day. And Joe wasn't here for our first uh, preview, which was the AFC East. But as I'm looking at some of these predictions. Um, I know one where I went right and one where I went wrong. Where did you go? Where did you go right? Cowboys, of course. Joe Fisher was the only person that said the Cowboys would win at least 10 games. Mike Lynch said the Cowboys would finish 8-9. I said they'd finish 9-8. and eight. Yes, Joe was the only person that believed in his squad. And that's, you know, we, we said that the Cowboys, or excuse me, we said Washington would win the division. I think each of us had Washington. I had 9-8. and eight. Mike had 9-8. and eight. Joe had 8-9. and nine. So I think we at least had Washington being the second best team in the, in the conference. And that is definitely not the case. You both said that the the Giants would win seven games. Safe to say that's probably not going to happen either. I mm. said they would win six. I mean, if we look at the standings right now of the NFC East, we got uh, Giants. They're at three and six. So, so I mean, yeah, nine games in Washington know. at three six. Yeah, probably not going to be eight and nine or nine and eight. You need a lot to go right. So yeah, so Joe was right on point on that one. The one um, where I went wrong. Yes. And as I say this, their quarterback throws another god awful interception, and that's Cleveland Browns. I'm pretty sure I had them possibly at thirteen and four. You had the Cleveland Browns at twelve and five. Twelve and five. Okay. Well, they already have their five losses, so they need to win they seven straight. Off seven in a row. Um, they, and and I don't see Cleveland doing that. But uh, you know, you. yeah, not not at all. I had the Cleveland Browns at ten and seven. Uh, Mike also had the Cleveland Browns at ten and seven. Seriously, D- Baker just threw a, a Baker Baker Mayfield. You know what's weird about Baker is, I don't know. We we tend to Lamar Jackson for a long time got like a lot of flack after the MVP year. Was still like, oh, he still can't throw the ball. He still can't do this. But in the same vein, we were praising Baker for the improvements that he's making. And Baker Mayfield has never been anywhere close to the quarterback that Lamar. Jackson is like I mean the only similarity is they both have a Heisman that's where the similarities in you know but yeah Baker was getting a lot of praise and I think now people are finally seeing oh okay this guy really sucks this guy's not good so let's not hate on Kirk Cousins anymore and then in the same breath but but Baker Mayfield is doing but no don't do that maybe it's Mike brought up uh, I think a good point last week where maybe it's just the number one overall pick leash in like forgiveness for oh number one overall pick we'll give them more time and give them you know a little bit more leeway to learn the game and because they are they were the number one pick for a reason well I mean we're here in season four now Baker and I went back on my old tweets on Baker Mayfield and one of the first tweets of mine about him was I want to see nothing more than Baker Mayfield absolutely tear this league up 
and be one of the best quarterbacks. So I've been I right from the get go. I, I wanted Baker. Yeah, I think we all did. Like Baker, can, you know, the one thing about Baker that I love is he's got some fu in him. Yeah, exactly. He's got some like screw you guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna be me. I'm gonna be the the player. He's got almost kind of on some Bryce Harper type stuff. Like man, I'm gonna do what I want to do and whatever's best for my team. Like screw what everybody else is saying about me and everything. And you got to kind of root for a guy like that. Yeah. But it just he just hasn't gotten any better. I don't think he should have been the first pick in the draft in the first place that year, you know, but he was, and, you know, there you go. But I know Baker Mayfield is really struggling right now. What other um, predictions have gone right or wrong for the uh, three of us that you let's see? Let's see. Um, you had the but We all had the Buccaneers, the best team in the NFC South. I think for now that still kind of stands. Yes. Um, we we had the Saints at, uh, or you are the smart one, because you had the Saints at 7 and 10. I went the opposite, and I had them at 11 and 6, and Mike had them at 10 and 7. Saints right now 5 and 4. So, and that could turn into 7 and 10. That with Trevor could very Simeon well turn into 7 and 10. So, uh, it's, yeah, Taysom Hill, somebody asked if they should start Taysom Hill. <laughs> no, no, you should never start Taysom Hill. However, if that's your only option, then I guess two points is better than zero points. I guess if that's the way <laughs> we're looking at things. Um, let's see. Uh, NFC West again, kind of, kind of surprising because I'm curious what we all had for the Cardinals. Everybody, all of us, unanimously had the Cardinals at eight and nine <laughs> on the season. Well, they're eight and two, so they'd have to again, like the Browns winning seven straight. We would need the Cardinals to lose seven yeah, straight. It's, and then so we had the Seahawks at uh, you you and me and you had ten and seven. Mike had eleven and six Oof. for the Seahawks. Uh, the Rams, I had twelve and five. You had eleven and six. Mike had ten and seven. Uh, looks like I'm kind of you know winning that one now. But those damn Cardinals. It lets you know, man. I think we watch watch a lot of sports. You guys more than me because I don't watch as much baseball as you know as you guys do. You know, but I think we all consider ourselves pretty knowledgeable about football right i think we can all say that we I, know I, something i thought i was and then i had this uh fantasy football season <laughs> and that just goes to, makes me question everything now it just goes to show that man for as much as everybody knows none of us know anything like i guess i'm a hockey guy now yeah right because you're killing there <laughs> but yeah but as much as we all think we know none of us really know anything we're all just you know kind of guessing or going off what we what we think we know and you know we can be we can be wrong. The Bills are 11 and 3. I had the Bills at 11 and 6. So did Lynch. That's probably going to happen. But I had the Patriots at 8 and 9. Not going to be a good season. The Patriots are arguably, I'm not saying this, but I've heard people say it, arguably the best team in the AFC right now. Whoa. Arguably. That's why I say I had to preface that by saying they technically do have more wins than the Buffalo Bills right now. You know? So there you go. They've got a, a defense that is just, ugh. Super nasty, and that goes back to Bill Belichick being such a great uh, defensive mind. So, yeah, there's just some surprises on here. So we'll check back into this, you know, towards the end of the season. But for now, um, looks like most of our predictions. We, I think, we all had the Packers winning the NFC or the NFC North, which is happening. Yeah. So we're not too bad. We're we're about fifty fifty, which um, is good. What so a, we're, we're just kind of smart. What did we have? Uh, I'm cur- I'm just seeing some of these teams and where they're at in the season. What do we have for the Bengals? We had the Bengals at jeez. Oh, uh, Mike had four and thirteen. I had five and twelve. You had six and eleven. So right now, I'm right now <laughs> at this moment so far. You, I mean, you had five wins. Uh, Bengals five wins. have five wins. So again, they got to lose out. The Bengals can, they can win one more game. I'm and then yeah. I'm still doing okay in that. <laughs> yeah, no, they can win one more game. But 
Yeah, for for the most part, we all had the Ravens winning that division. I think we all had the Packers winning theirs. We all had the Buccaneers winning theirs. So and we, the Bills. So we're not too far off on any of those. But the ones that we were wrong, we were super wrong. You yeah. Know? So we I mean, apologize I, I, to the Cardinals and to the Rams for not giving you more love. I'm gonna go on a a limb here and say that we were pretty spot on with the Jets, Jags, and Texans all being terrible. Yes. We also said that the the Forty ers Lynch had eleven and six. I had ten and seven. You had nine and eight. And 49ers right now sitting at four and five on the so, season. So, you know, we gave the 49ers a lot more love than, you know, I think a lot of people should. So stop all that hate about we don't, you know, we don't give the 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 Northwest or the, uh, you know, the West Coast any love, you know, because we definitely had the 49ers and the Seahawks and the Rams uh, to be good teams this year. All right. I say that we take a look at some of this current NFL action because there's one game Going on right now that I know you just saw what happened. That is uh, pretty surprising, but uh, we can take a look at the scoreboard and see what some of these games mean so far and what they mean if the result stands in the next three quarters after this uh, first quarter of action. So we will get to that next on Sports Football Sunday, rather. But first, I got Sports Center update for you. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Joe Fisher and Rashad Taylor rocking with you on this Sunday morning. NFL on the TV. We just went through some of our uh, preseason predictions and where we've gone right and wrong so far. Uh, let's take a look at some of the current games going on right now. And there's one game that I think is a little surprising, just the early results. Uh, a few of them surprising now that we just saw the play on the TV that we did. Um, the one that's surprising so far is the Colts. They have a 14 nothing lead on the Buffalo Bills. If that game holds and the Colts get the win, then that means your New England Patriots, Rashad, 
would be the NF AFC East Divi- division leaders. Don't call it a comeback. We've been here for years. You know, all it took was just that loss to the Cowboys. You know, the Cowboys getting you guys right. You're welcome. That was it. That was it. That, that, like, we lost to them? Nah. <laughs> nah. We got to fix this. And since then, uh, they rattled off five straight. A uh, defense, that rush defense is, what, ranked third, fourth in the NFL right now. The past defense is ranked within the top ten. Man, this this, and you got to give Bill Belichick uh, all the credit, you know, in the world. When Brady left, it was bleak. You bring in Cam Newton last year, and Cam just had a, an amazing return to uh, to Carolina, and I think the Panthers are even winning this game uh, as we speak. But um, it just didn't work, and you thought it was all over. Then Tom Brady goes and wins another Super Bowl his first first year away, you know. But now you see. Bill Belichick was a hell of a defensive coordinator when he was the Giants' D coordinator. Uh, so good, in fact, that he, you know, he, he went to like a a nickel defense or something like that to to win the Super Bowl, which almost never happens. But they did it for the whole game, and that just shows you the the genius of Bill Belichick. He loves to rattle young quarterbacks, and we've seen the best young quarterbacks play against New England and just fall to pieces because he's just ready for them. And right now. This New England team now kind of reminds me of the New England team from 2001 that won a Super Bowl. You know, you have a young quarterback who's, you can tell he's good, but, you know, he's not, he doesn't look great right now. Like when Tom Brady first started, he was the definition of a game manager, right? Go in there, just try not to make too many mistakes. It wasn't until Brady was super, super comfortable in his role that they kind of took the, took the leash off and said, okay, throw the ball. You know, just, you know, try to make things happen. And now, you know, he holds every single passing record that a quarterback can own. But I see a lot of that in Mac Jones, somebody that a lot of people didn't think should be a first-round quarterback. You know, there's still a whole bunch of people that said Mac Jones coming out of Alabama who puts in great NFL talent, especially from the offensive and defensive line, corners and safeties and all that stuff. But quarterbacks from Alabama, how do they typically do in the NFL? Not very well. No, I mean, we've got three starters from Alabama in the league right now. And how many of them are good? I mean, Tua. Tua. eh, Right. I mean, Jerry's still out on two of them. Jalen Hurts, I guess, you know, it's still like, okay. And I guess we can still call Jalen Hurts a Alabama quarterback and obviously Mac Jones. And so Mac Jones looks like he's the best one of those thus far. But still – um, offensively, they've got a good run game. They're doing everything they're supposed to do. And you're right, it started after that loss to the Cowboys. Not sure what clicked for that team or what clicked for that defense. But all of a sudden, for the past five games, they've been as good as anybody in football. And depending on what happens with this Bills game today, um, if they lose by how much, your Patriots could go um, end the week with the best point differential in the NFL. Right now they're number two absolutely in point differential. Which Um, which again, if you'd have told me that at the beginning of the season, I again we had I had the Patriots at eight and nine on the season, nine and eight. So you know eight and nine. I didn't think they were going to the playoff or even be close to competing for it this year. Maybe a wild card team. And we also forget that last year the Patriots had the most people or the, the most players that said that opted out of the season. Said they weren't comfortable with playing. And most of those players came from the defense. So there was a lot of people that weren't there, a lot of personnel that wasn't there on the field for the Pats last year. And I don't want to say that now that they're at full strength that they're, you know, they're doing what they're doing, but 
I think that definitely helped getting a lot of those guys that, you know, set the nano last year to come and actually play again this year. All right, so Colts are beating the Bills 14-0 and might have an interception, so Colts might be getting the ball back. Uh, we're looking at right now on the red zone, we see the Texans are up 3 nothing, and they have a third and goal on Tennessee, trying to go up 10-0 on the Titans early in this one, and it doesn't look like they'll be able to get it, so they might just kick a field goal. Um, and we also have the Ravens-Bears right now scoreless in the second quarter and the Ravens the the shine has come off them in the last few weeks they've lost two of their last three they got blown out by the Bengals uh last week they lost as well I'm uh spacing to who oh they lost the Dolphins that's right on Thursday night and they barely beat the Vikings they needed a uh last second Justin Tucker field goal to win that one so the Ravens right now scoreless 0-0 against the Bears um Gosh, that'd be an, another ugly loss for them. It would. And, you know, they're lucky in this case because the Ravens have had a lot of injuries, you know, especially to uh, some receivers and, and some running backs. And so now Lamar Jackson misses time because of an illness. I don't doesn't say it's COVID related, but people still get regular sick, guys. You know, regular flus and stomach flus and all those things still still exist. So it's not always COVID when people, you know, miss time. But not having your MVP on the field, not having your playmaker on the field, because Lamar Jackson is their offense. Yeah, that's their offense. It's the offense is throw Lamar, run Lamar. That's the that's the whole uh, Ravens offense. And if he's not there, then you know you you put your put your trust in your in your backup, who is um, who Tyler Huntley, former Utah quarterback. So well, the the he might play well today, just <laughs> considering how well Utah you know did last night. It, it might carry over. Uh, to to today, but yeah, I think there's. I don't want to say the shine has come off. I think that they've. I think they've dealt with the injuries and uh, better than most teams. You know, they've been able to keep it afloat. They're sitting here at six and three, uh, with still a great opportunity to get double digit wins on the season. So, yeah, I don't want to say the shine has has really come off, but I think um, the blueprint is there about how to beat them and and what to do, and it's really about making Lamar uncomfortable and you know and it's easy to say trying to you know get him out of the box and make him you know make a move but that's when he's most dangerous so trying to keep him bottled up and making him a passer is your best bet as far as trying to stop Lamar Jackson and the Ravens all right let's rattle through some of these other games in progress right now Vikings right now leading the Packers nine to three Justin Jefferson already has 100 yards receiving just through one quarter of football so there's that uh Dolphins Jets no one really cares but it's seven seven there Eagles right now beating the Saints 14 to 0. I think they're um if they haven't already gotten the touchdown, they were reviewing a Jalen Hurts rushing touchdown, so we'll see if that stands, but Eagles right now, yeah, 14 nothing on the Saints. Uh Panthers, Cam Newton, you said that his return to Carolina was a uh, gave you the goosebumps. It wasn't it was good to see cuz Cam was out of the league and I, th- I thought he would be out of the league forever. Yeah. So, he came back and it looks like Carolina and Charlotte is super, super happy to see Cam Newton back. So Cam Newton and the Panthers right now lead the Washington football team 7 nothing, And then the 49ers right now 10 nothing lead on the Jaguars in Jacksonville. Um, another kind of turd of a game. But 49ers trying to get to 500. They got a big win against the, 40, uh, against the Rams on Sunday or Monday night. I don't know which night it was. But, um, yeah, 49ers. It was Monday night. Yeah. Disappointing game for the Rams. Like, if you're Odell Beckham, this didn't this didn't bode well for your for your uh, reputation. 
you know, the fact that they you, your first game there, you got, I think, one catch, you know, and then uh, you got blown out. Yeah. Not your fault. You don't play defense, but still, you got blown out. So, plenty of NFL action going on right now. Uh, one o'clock games today are Bengals at Raiders. And then you got Cardinals and Seahawks. Pre-game coverage going to start right here on the fan once we finish up here in about 15 minutes. And Steelers Chargers are your Sunday night game. And then, of course, uh, Cowboys Chiefs. That's probably game of the day. Chiefs uh, looking like they're back to normal. I mean, shoot. They shook off those, you know, those woes early, you know, that they had. And Mahomes. Very, very convenient for it to happen the week before they play my Cowboys. Right. But I still think, honestly, if we're being real, I still think Dallas is a better team. Um, I fully expect Dallas to win this game. Um, I think, like I kind of just said about Lamar Jackson, I think people have kind of started to understand what Patrick Mahomes wants to do. And so a lot of the trickery and things that he's used to has been kind of shut down a little bit. So I fully expect the the Cowboys to win this game, but I also expect a good game. Yes, I'm hoping it's a good game. Kansas City right now, two-and-a-half-point favorite. All right, let's wrap up the show. Let's talk a little Blazers. Seems like that's kind of the the Sunday staple to end off the show with a little Blazers NBA talk because they are actually good. Uh, They're winning. They won. I don't want to say they're good yet, but they won. Winners of three in a row. I'll take so we'll it. wrap up with some Blazers talk on Football Sunday on 1080 The Fan. Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Football Sunday, last segment. And let's talk about the Blazers, Rashad. Three wins in a row. They beat the Raptors a few nights ago, about a week ago, I want to say. And after that one, it felt like they actually gave an S. Uh, They were fist pumping, celebrating, cheering, getting the Moda Center crowd pumped up. And it was nice to see. I was like, wow, okay, the Blazers actually care, it seems like. Because that was the game after they got absolutely destroyed by the Nuggets. Yeah. Without Damian Lillard. Uh, they follow that up with going down early to the Bulls, going down by more than 20 um, or at least 20 to the Chicago Bulls. And then they came back another emotional victory where they come back in the second half. Great third quarter, great fourth quarter, and they get the win there. That was probably their best win of the season so far. And then they um, parlayed that with a win against the 76ers last night. No, Joel Embiid, but they did have Tobias Harris. The first time they played the 76ers, they didn't have either of those guys. And still um, lost. And still lost, right? And that was in Philadelphia. That was part of their road trip. Uh, so 76ers, they come into town, and Blazers get the win there. And look at that. Blazers went three in a row. Now above 500. Now above 500 and only two games, two and a half games behind Utah. Only a half game behind Denver for the second place in the Pacific uh, Division. I mean, it looks like they've – and I hate them when they play teams with without stars because there's no real way to tell how they're going to fare, you know, against that team when, when they're at full strength. But we did see how they fared against the Bulls, and they were down at a point, down big to the Bulls, and they were able to fight back and come and make some pretty, defense, uh, pretty good defensive plays in between there. Um, I love Zach Levine. Yeah, he's a baller. I, I love Zach Levine. He's somebody that I would take on any team that I was, yep. you know, that was on. But uh, I, I just really like the way that they played these last couple games. Um, 
defensively. They're trying to be better. And I think defensively they're trying. And that's not something that we're used to saying with the Blazers. Then there, there are these, these times where they kind of revert back to their old ways and they give up easy shots and they just kind of let people, you know, kind of waltz past them and score and things like that, which is which can be really frustrating to watch. But for the most part, um, once they find some consistency, I think this team can be okay. And right now it looks like they finally found some comfort with each other and with the defensive scheme and some of the nuances that Chauncey Billups has bought in because I think people, you know, when those that loss against the Clippers and the Suns came, it was go find – why did you fire Terry? Bring back Stotts because this sucks. And, you know, Stotts isn't coming back here. I'm sorry, folks. Terry Stotts isn't going to be the Blazers coach in any capacity moving forward. So the Chauncey Billups experiment, we're we're committed, you know, to to this thing at this point. And it looks like, again, the effort on defense. And I guess I, I can't stop saying that because that's what the Blazers have have lacked for a long time. It's just really energy. And all defense is is energy and effort. You know, making sure you stay low, making sure you stay active, keep your feet moving. It just takes a lot of energy to play offense and defense. And effort to communicate. And and effort to talk to each other and things like that. And now you hear more and more chatter on the floor uh, from everybody because they are calling out uh, screens and, you know, they're they're calling out help when they need it and stuff like that. So those are things that historically they haven't done in the past few years. But now it looks like they're starting to do a little bit. It's a small sample size these last three games, but it's three games in a row and three W's in a row. And that's what you kind of need moving forward is to be able to stack these wins. The Raptors are an okay team right now. And uh, the the Bulls are a great team, you know, at this point. They're one of the best teams in the East. We know the Sixers are going to be uh, one of the better teams in the East once they become to, come to full strength whenever, if ever Ben Simmons comes back to that team and goes from there. But you know, you got to like what you see for now. But uh, I, I just say to be patient at this point. We'll, let's start panicking when we get to the 25, 26, 30 games in the season. And then you can kind of make up your mind about what kind of team this is. Yeah, the Nuggets, they're coming in uh, on Tuesday against the Blazers. Uh, the Nuggets have lost three in a row. And they're going to be taking on the Phoenix Suns tonight in Phoenix. Uh, they got to go to Phoenix and then come to Portland. So you'll be getting them on a mini road trip, I guess, West Coast mm-hmm. road trip. Um, that's that's a big game. If Blazers can win that, I mean, that's going to do a lot for their confidence, especially after get, getting blown out by them uh, a couple weeks ago or a week and a half ago, whatever. So Blazers, there is some maybe light at the end of the tunnel. It was looking bleak. It was. I mean, with obviously everything that's happening with the Olshay investigation and Chris McGowan stepping down and then them just getting blown out. It was looking like things could get ugly before, like real ugly for this organization. But I wonder if there was uh, something said in the locker room after that Nuggets game, if there was some sort of team meeting, players meeting, or just some harsh words. I mean, there was harsh words by Chauncey and that staff in that Nuggets game at halftime and afterwards. So I'm wondering if they had a real look in the mirror moment and saying, what are we doing? Do we care? What kind of team do we want to be? And so far, uh, at least the last week now, they've stepped up. They've stepped up. And I, before we go, man, Anthony Simons, continue doing what you're doing, young man. Dude, like, Anthony Simons, Nazir Little. Absolutely. The, the young guns, man, need to get more playing time. Absolutely love what I see from those two. For sure. Well, Rashad, it was a pleasure. Great job, Joe, as always. Uh, I'll see you in two weeks, man. Yeah, man. Enjoy your Thanksgiving, bro. I most certainly will. Don't put any raisins in the uh, potato salad. Bro, I saw a recipe last night on 
uh, Instagram or TikTok, someone put in raisins and macaroni and don't cheese. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. I mean, raisins don't, don't belong in, in a whole lot things. of things. In most things. <laughs> Some Cookies, fish. raisin bran. That's all raisins belong. Just For saying. real. Um, but, yeah, I'm looking forward to enjoying myself on Thanksgiving because it's going to be absolute hell for me and my other job in the next uh, three days following Go see that. Joe. Go see Joe. Need a TV. Get need a, a south TV. bar. Come, uh, come see me at the Beaverton video only. I'll hook you up. That's what's up, man. Name drop me. I'll give you a deal. You heard that? You heard it right here. All right. For Rashad Taylor and Mike Lynch, we'll see him in two weeks as well. Joe Fisher here on Football Sunday. Everybody, enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Enjoy your Thanksgiving weekend. And enjoy the rivalry game between Oregon and Oregon State on Saturday. Fun week leading up to that. Yes, indeed. All right. Everybody have a great Sunday. And again, happy holidays. Have a great Thanksgiving. Thanks for tuning in. Football Sunday on 1080 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.